All You Need To Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Powered by Bhim UPI. Good morning. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint with me, Alex Matthew. Today is the 11th of September. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has requested a second meeting with President Donald Trump and US diplomats are already working to set up the summit, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said on Monday. The cryptocurrency bear market plumbed a fresh 10-month low on Monday as Bitcoin's biggest rival tumbled and US regulators suspended trading in two securities linked to digital assets. Ether, the second-largest virtual currency, slumped 11% from its level at 5pm New York time on Friday, according to Bloomberg Composite Pricing. Bitcoin declined 2.4% while the market capitalization of digital assets tracked by CoinMarketCap.com shrank to about $197 billion, down almost $640 billion from its January peak. In Europe, EU chief Brexit negotiator Mikhail Barnier once again struck an optimistic tone as he said a deal on the UK's orderly withdrawal from the bloc is possible within eight weeks, fueling a rally in the pound. Now back home, the biggest story continues to be the Indian currency. The rupee ended at a lifetime low, something people have been saying almost every other day this past month. But Bloomberg reported that the Indian government has asked the central bank to bolster efforts to support the rupee. In fact, government officials communicated last week with the Reserve Bank of India on the need to intervene more aggressively in the market to support the rupee. The need for other measures, including deposit schemes for non-resident Indians, were also discussed. Meanwhile, as the rupee continues to depreciate, former Reserve Bank of India Governor Y.V. Reddy has cautioned against government officials commenting on the exchange rate. The other big story, of course, has been the rising cost of petrol and diesel. India's opposition parties united and observed a nationwide strike on Monday to protest soaring fuel prices and the declining currency, harnessing public anger over deepening cost pressures just seven months before elections on the national stage. Violence erupted in Bihar, Maharashtra and other states as protesters damaged vehicles and burned tyres, while train and bus services were disrupted and schools and shops were closed in other parts of the country. But the prices are unlikely to come down anytime soon, apart from if crude oil prices fall globally. That's because a cut in taxes on petrol and diesel has been ruled out for now, as neither the central government nor some states have the appetite to stomach revenue loss from such a move, a top government official said on Monday. And here are some other updates for you. ICICI Bank has moved the NCLT with an insolvency petition against infrastructure services firm Jayaprakash Associates. And two people in the know have told Bloomberg Quint that the Board of Infrastructure Leasing and Financial Services has decided to meet again on the 15th of September to seek approval for a 3,000 crore rupee loan from the Life Insurance Corporation of India and State Bank of India. Finally, ArcelorMittal, in partnership with Japan's Nippon Steel and Sumitomo Metal Corporation, is said to have offered 42,000 crore rupees to repay creditors of SR Steel under the insolvency and bankruptcy process. In international markets, US markets ended mixed with the S&P 500 and Nasdaq climbing 0.2 and 0.3% respectively. The Dow lost just under 60 points. In Asia this morning, the three early rises were trading positive in the early hours. The Nikkei was higher by about 0.9% 
Last I checked. It's now over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How's it looking today? Hi Alex, good morning to you. Good morning everyone. Uh, the SGX Nifty is indicating a downtrend. Yesterday was a very, very weak trading session and probably today that will continue. But a couple of numbers still left to report. So PFC and Reliance Capital will report their numbers today. Reliance Home Finance came out with their numbers yesterday. Revenues were up almost 5%. Profit was up 41%. AUM growth at 21%. NPAs unchanged at 0.8%. And NIMS at 3.2% versus 3.8% last time around. In other stocks, Sun Pharma's wholly owned subsidiary will acquire 18.7% stake in an Israeli-based R&D company for $3 million. NMDC production and sales numbers are out, but the important part is that they have raised prices. Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, Singapore Sovereign Fund, GIC and Public Sector Pension Investment Board of Canada are in race to pick up 25% stake in Reliance Home Finance for anywhere between 1500 to 2000 crores as reported by PTI. Jayaprakash Associates says that ICICI Bank has filed bankruptcy petition against the company and it has to respond within seven days. Manali Petro will launch its products from the UK arm in India. And BSE along with PTC India and ICICI Bank had filed a petition with the power market regulator CERC for grant of license for setting up a new power exchange. In terms of bulk deals, Morgan Stanley has sold in 0.7% stake that it had in Balrampur Chini Mills. In terms of corporate action, Hathaway Cable, the circuit filter has been revised to 10%. Glaxo Pharma goes ex-bonus. Uh, and Godrich Consumer, it's the last trading day before it goes ex-bonus. And couple of interesting brokerages, City has initiated on ICICI securities with a target price of 425, which means a potential upside of 30%. Edelweiss has initiated on Sheila Foam with a target price of 2010, which means a potential upside of 20%. UBS has raised the target price of Infosys to 865 from 737 and they're saying that the currency gains will create opportunity to accelerate investments and City has raised the target price of Cummins to 844 with a potential upside of 13% and they're saying that the export guidance could get revised post the second quarters. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website bloombergquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. And thank you for listening in. That's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, like Darshan says, there's a lot more on the website. So do check it out, including the live market action over the course of the day. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.